Hi, welcome to uh, another episode of the Comic Book Layer podcast. We've got a good one for you today with a huge announcement right up front. We've got a new co-host joining us, uh, my buddy Ray. How you doing, Ray? Hey, hey, what's going on, dude? Thanks for having me. Yeah, man, of course. I'm super stoked for you to be joining the Comic Book Layer, man. Dude, I'm pumped, man. I'm so excited. This is going to be a lot of fun. We've got a, a cool show lined up for today, uh, our big uh, featured title of the week is going to be the magic order. We'll get into that a little bit later. But uh, first of all, uh, how's your week been? You've been reading anything good or dude? Watching anything fun? No. Get anything new? You know, um, I haven't got anything new lately. You lie. You got Noctera, brother. Oh, I guess. I guess that's my newest book. I did get. You're right. So I do have that to read. Um, I did get the Blacktop Bill special as well. So I'm pretty stoked so on that. excited to get into that. Yeah. And I should have plenty of time to read it since um, today I, you know, started off the new year right, tested positive for COVID. <laughs> Everyone give Ray a huge <laughs> round of applause for being, the, being Gosh, strong enough dude. to join us for the first episode with COVID. Dude's a champion sticking through for this, man. We all hope you get better quick, dude. Yeah, thanks. It's um, pretty mild so far. But um, so, yeah, I'll have plenty of time to get in some reading. So I'm stoked on that. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of time in bed to read. Yeah. That's crazy, man. I know my daughter had a exposure at school too. And oh my gosh, I'm just ready for this thing to go away. And I don't think it ever is. Oh, I know, man. It's terrible. Yeah, dude. Have you, uh, some of the things I've been reading right now, I just got done reading uh, Moon Knight 6, mm. issue 6. Dude, the run by Jed McKay. It's so good. I can't wait for you to get into it. I know. I haven't been able to find the first two issues at my local shop, so it's been bumming me out. Every time I go, I'm like, I look everywhere, nothing. Yeah. The art is, I mean, it's definitely probably my favorite superhero book right now. Uh, Moon Knight's a little interesting because he's got some mental health issues that he deals with that you know makes it interesting. <laughs> Dude, nice. I can't wait to look that one. Yeah, dude. Jeff, uh, Jeff Lemire did a run on Moon Knight. Where he had like, I think it was like seven or something split uh, personalities, different personalities, and that was wild. And you can, it's collected in three trades. Uh, you should check it out though; it's super crazy, dude. That sounds. But get into the Jed McKay stuff first. Yeah, I definitely want to pick that up. That's on my list, actually. So, yeah. So what else, man? You, uh, I heard you were watching The Witcher or something, dude. I was. I am a little behind. I'm still on season one. Which is embarrassing, but um, yeah. I just added it to my list based on your recommendation, so I'm hoping to get into it. Dude, I love it. It was awesome. I dabbled with the video game a little bit, and then um, I was going to try to read like the books, but the books are just intense. And so I was like, yeah, yeah I'll wait on the books. And um, So is it kind of like a Game of Thrones thing, like their novels, like a series of novels? Yeah, and I, I believe they were written like in a different language from a different country. And so there, there, it was challenging to like, I can't remember where uh, I found the first, the first book, but, um, the show is super cool. So is it like, uh, is it magic-y or is it just kind of like midi, like medieval or something? Or is there kind of like dudes with powers? Yeah, it's, it's both. Like the Witcher's a man. You should, you've got to check it out. Okay. I won't spoil yeah, it. Yeah, I want to check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also, uh, read this trade by ed brubaker called friday and it's like this um about these kids dude uh one of her her name is friday and she grew up with this kid in the town and uh, they were always trying to solve like local mysteries or crimes and stuff together and uh they called it like post ya so it's like a young adult kind of theme like you know they're kids right uh then she goes off to college and she goes back to town and they kind of are trying to solve this, uh, you know, something else is going on in town, but it ends, it ends up being like this huge mystery. I don't want to give it away, but you can read this on panel syndicate, dude, and you can pay whatever you want per issue. Really? It's all online, but uh panel syndicate, if, uh, if anybody's interested in that stuff, I think I mentioned this in another, uh, another episode, but super rad book, dude. Friday, huh? Yeah, you know, I think your daughter would really dig it. Dude, she's into mystery stuff, so she probably yeah. would. And it's, you know, Brubaker calls it in the back post YA. I don't remember why he he said it that way, but yeah, it's super cool. 
I think she'd dig it. And then if you want, you go on Panel Syndicate, pay five bucks for the whole run. You can have it all on your computer. She can read it right then. Oh, yeah. I do see it right here. Very cool. Yeah, but Image Image put it, put it together this little trade, and it's kind of smaller. I mean, it's smaller than a normal comic, you know? Yeah. But super cool read. I think she did get it kind of mystery. Her and her best friend. And there's some of that sort of relationship tension. Oh, yeah. She would definitely dig it. She's into those scary slash mystery style novels yeah. and stories. So I'll definitely have to recommend that to her next. And then another crazy one I've been reading right now, dude, is called Chicken Devil. I haven't heard of that either. Dude, this is by Aftershock, and it's this dude who it's kind of a like Breaking Badish. Uh, the dude owns a chicken shop, and but he got into some like crazy situation with I think it was his friend or his brother where they stole a bunch of heroin, and uh, so all these dudes are coming after him. And but he's dressed up. He owns the place, but he's got to be the one dressed up in the chicken suit all the time. <laughs> but it's pretty cool. I like that one so far too. Nice. Yeah. Um, Aftershock's got some cool stuff every once in a while, dude. I'm also reading, uh, man, my date with monsters. Is that what it was called? I posted it not that long ago, but it was pretty fun too. She can see monsters. She kind of released, released monsters and she can see them. Yeah. That does sound familiar. Yeah. That's another one that I think you would like. It's pretty cool. Yeah. One thing that, um, I am a little bummed out. Like my local comic shop, they don't have a huge wall of like indie comics. So a lot of these like aftershock comics and stuff that come out, I don't get to see those. Right. Yeah. They're pretty, even at my shop, like they only order like three or four Like to get them. You're pretty lucky if you, if you are able to find it, which is kind of a bummer because I like those stuff. I like that stuff. You know, you can go in there a week later and they still got like 20 issues of a Deadpool. Yeah, I'm very like, can true. You just get, get a couple more yeah. of the, the other stuff, please. <laughs> yep, yep. <clears throat> well, dude, for for our first book together on our first show, we decided to go with uh, The Magic Order by Mark Millar. Um, Mark Millar is... <laughs> He's done a lot. He's obviously blown up. Dude's done uh, done quite well for himself. I don't know if, if you're aware of this, but... Well, first of all, he's known for things like Kingsman. And that was turned into a movie. Yep. Wanted turned into a movie. He did Old Man Logan. Did he? Yeah, he did Old Man Logan. Superman, uh, Red Sun. I've actually never read it, but I've heard it's really good. And it's one of the top selling Superman, run, Superman, Superman runs ever. And then he did Civil War, which, you know, they use for Captain America Civil War and the MCU. Yeah. So he's, he's, he's known for a lot of really cool books. And um, most recently in t- uh, 2017, Netflix bought out his whole Millar world kind of. So what's cool, dude, is he was working for Marvel for a really long time. And Stan Lee told him that he should go start his own his own thing like branch off and create his own world. Yeah. You know, when that happens, you're doing something right. (laughs) You're doing something right. So based on the advice of Stanley, he goes and he starts Millar world and he just starts writing all the, all these uh, series like wanted Kingsman, magic order, superior, uh, kick ass. Um, Mm -hmm, Yep. But today we're going to focus on, on magic order. It's one of the first, trades i think i ever bought when i when i started getting into comics did you know um but you know what's funny i think it's the first trade i've ever bought this is perfect for the first show I think, together i then. think it is yeah i went into my local shop here and uh, funky was just like hey have you ever read any mark millar and i was like no and then he's just like check out magic order yeah and i was at the time where i was just like i'm gonna buy anything right now because i was just getting really <laughs> into it yeah but I'll try to set this up a little bit. If if I miss anything, feel free to fill in some of the blanks here, all right? Yeah. But uh, the Magic Order is kind of, it's a set in this world where there's a big group called the Magic Order who their goal or their mission is to defend the world from monsters. I think they're, this is what they've said, so that we can sleep and live our lives. Um, and, and it's 
you know, it's more than just one family, but in this volume, it, it focuses in, kind of narrows in on the moon, moonstones. Moonstones, yep. <laughs> and, uh, and that family and kind of the, the overarching idea or the overarching kind of like theme that's going through this is, uh, we've got Madame Albany, who is kind of their arch nemesis through this, through this series or through this volume. And, uh, some crazy stuff that goes on as she's trying to get, uh, you're going to have to, you're going to have to say the name of the book, the Orchilium. Dude, it's a tough one, man. It, um, it's like, I think it's called like the Orcalcum. 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 Yeah. You know, I listened to it. I mean, it could be way off as well. So. <clears throat> yeah, no, I, th- I think the way you're saying it sounds right. Cause I've heard Donnie Cates talk about this book too. And I think he said it that way. The Orcalcum. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so you've got, so what's happening though is you've got, and this is, I'm going to get into this later, but it brings me to one of my critiques of it. The way this is kind of built up and just right off the front is like, it opens with, you've got this order. We're here to protect everybody from monsters. And then it's like, but for right now, we're just going to focus on this little thing that's happening. Yeah. Like we don't really get to know too much about the order, but I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. We'll get there. <clears throat> but right off the bat, dude, the opening scene like right away, Mark Millar just jumps right in and you've got two wizards who possess a kid and the kid goes in there and kills. Is it his dad? You think? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's his dad. Yeah. So possessed by one of these wizards, the little kid gets in there and, and Mer- just stabs his dad. Oh my gosh. Gruesome. Dude, it is a pretty graphic scene for sure. But just like you said, like right away, you're, you know, grabs your attention and you're like, dude, what is going on here? And you, you already yeah, want to know world? like what's going on. Yeah. It's super cool. Yeah. And so, so it kind of starts with that and then you're introduced to Cordelia in the back of a cop car and you've learned, you find out she's an escapologist and I love that whole breakdown too, where the cops turn around and they're like, how, uh, how did she do that? Dude, it's so funny. It's like a little comic relief just right after someone just got murdered. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> so it kind of does like a run through of, of the big players of the Moonstones right up front. So you've got Cordelia. Then you've got Leonard, who's the dad. He's Mr. Moonstone. And you find out a little bit about him. And he's kind of been running this magic show uh, from a stage for a while now. And I'm just going to try to set this up quick and then we'll, we'll break it down. And then you learn about, is it Regan or Reagan? I don't know either. I want to just say it's Reagan. Yeah. Let's just go with, I'm Reagan. pretty sure it's Reagan. Reagan who is, um, Leonard's son. So Cordelia's brother. And then you find out that they've got a brother who has quit the order named Gabriel and why he quit the order. You find out, you find out, you know, pretty, <laughs> Pretty much right away, uh, he had a traumatic event with his daughter, lost his daughter due to magic. So he quit to protect him and his wife. <clears throat> did you th- did you buy that kind of like right up front? By like how he's just trying to protect his wife and stay away from magic? Yeah, I mean. Yeah, because at first, you know, y- you don't find out exactly what happened to his daughter until a couple issues in. Yeah. And so Gabriel's kind of like, he kind of like, he left the order basically. He's like, I I can't handle this anymore. Peace out. I'm just going to go live like a normal life. Yeah. And so while they're at, while they're at the funeral for, for the dude who died gruesomely in the first couple panels, uh, Madam Albany shows up to the scene and, Everyone seems a little bit on edge, right? Yeah. I And not only on edge, is like when she shows up, like she so, shows up in like a super dramatic fashion. Like she makes the sun disappear. Yeah, that's right. At first, dude, when I was looking at the panels, because I know they said that, I had to go back and be like, did it? Mm-hmm. And I guess it did, but it was still a little dark early on. It was. Like, so if you look at like when, <laughs> when they're first at the funeral, it's like all dark and gloomy. <laughs> And then yeah. it does get darker when she shows up. Yeah, you're right. But then yeah. as it goes back to normal after they leave, like it's like. Uh, it's a little brighter, dude, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it's a little. It's, I know. It's like a sunny day. <laughs> All of a sudden it's like they've been there for a <laughs> yeah, while. Yeah, dude. 
So she shows up and she shows up with her crew and uh, they're called the, uh, the renegades, renegades right? Yep. Renegades. Yep. And they're kind of this, uh, are they, do they consider themselves kind of like the black or black magic group or something like that? Or no, because no, they're just a group that wants, wants to get this book called the, the Orcalcum. Yeah. Cause I mean, I don't know how far you want to get in the store, but she thinks she, you know, that book belongs to her in her eyes. Yeah. Because it was in her dad's possession and her dad didn't leave it to her. Yep. Yeah. So she's, she thinks that was a mistake. She's going to do whatever she can to get it back. But dude, first of all, she shows up dramatically, like you said, right? And then one of her dudes, I think his name is Lord, Lord Cornwall. Cornwall, yeah. He's a shape, shapeshifter. And he freaking shapeshifts at the funeral into the dude who died. Dude, such a crazy scene because like they show up first, you know, like you said, dramatically. And then like uh reagan he's like a hothead he just wants yeah, to he d- dude he just wants to like start battling right at this funeral you know like I yeah. the spouse is over there crying you know <laughs> and yeah they show up and he just wants to fight and then you know albany she's like making matters worse by having her shapeshifter oh you know shape shift into the corpse yeah and it, you're just like and that dude was um his name, I have it, had it written down, Edward Lizowski. Lizowski, yep. Yeah. And he, yeah, I know. Reagan right away is like, we know who did this. This dude jumps to conclusions all throughout this volume. <laughs> dude, all he wants to, that's all he does, dude. He's a he hothead. And um, yeah, he, um, he definitely just jumps into things without thinking it through. Yeah. And Leonard's just, calmly the father figure just says you're upsetting his wife yeah (laughs) (laughs) to 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 madame albany and uh so anyway it kind of progresses from there and um you get to find out about gabriel why he left the order you know you don't get to know about what happened to his daughter right away but so reagan goes and sees him at the at a grocery store And that's kind of like the setup. So you've got the family. Uh, you learn a little bit about uh, Cordelia, the escapologist, about the dad, about Reagan or Regan. Reagan, I think we're going to go with. Reagan. And, and you get a quick personality kind of snapshots of all of them. And you get to know who the bad guy is and what she wants. Yep. Does that kind of set the stage for like what this, what's going on here? And then we can kind of move into the bigger. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, I think you hit it right on the head. Like, I don't think they go into crazy detail on each of the characters, you know, they just kind of hit on them a little bit. And it's more, I think like just story driven at this point, they don't like deep dive into the lives of the characters. So what, so as it's going on though, what you find out is that, um, Madame Albany is working with somebody they just dubbed the assassin early on. Like she's got an assassin. And even before the end of the first issue, you get to see some of the assassin's crazy magic. Dude, he has some, gosh, he's so crazy. The level of his magic, man. I know. And so you have, well, first of all, can I, just to jump back for a second, because I think it's important before we go forward. Reagan is always, is even when he's talking to Gabriel, says, you were the best. You were the strongest. Like, come back. Like, I was always so impressed with everything you were able to do. Yeah, it's almost like Gabriel was just like nat- naturally gifted wizard. Yeah. Man, I can't wait to, get, to talk about Edward, though. Hold on. We'll get there. And then so. My favorite character, dude. All of a sudden, in issue one, after after you learn a little bit about uh, Rosie or Rosita, which was Gabriel's daughter, um, it's all of a sudden the next the next page switches to San Francisco, mm-hmm. uh, where Dong Sun and um, Justin are sitting in a room, and this is kind of the first time you get to see the power of the assassin, which you'll later find out uh, his name is the Venetian. Mm-hmm. Right at the end of this issue, though, that that last that last splash page with him standing behind those couple—that's my so favorite page good. in the whole the whole book. It's one of my, I want to I want that hanging up on my wall. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> gosh, dude, so good. The art in this book by um, 
You're going to have to say it because I want to say Oliver, but you told me it's Olivier, Olivier, I think or something so. Like yeah. Corpel. Yeah. The, dude, yeah. Corpel's art is so good in this book, man. Yeah, dude. I, the coloring and everything too is just fantastic, but the paneling is great. And so when you get here, you get to see uh, the Venetians kind of, he's taking out, I think that this wizard is Dongson, right? Like Jason's just kind of there with him. Yep, yep. So dude, what happens here? This is amazing. Dude, like before he even gets there, there's already like a spell in, yeah. I don't know if they're in an apartment complex or a condo. And um, he's like, dude, we walked into a changing spell. Yeah. And basically the whole room is like shifting and melting away. Dude. And the artwork here. Yeah. With the like cubes to, to visualize the, the changing of the room, the melting and the grandma on the bed though. As she's kind of melting with the cubes. Yeah, dude, she like melts right into the bed and then it all, dude, it's so crazy how it shifts and there's like nothing they can do. They're, all he uh, says is like, hey, they, we, you know, there's nothing we can do, but the good thing is we're not going to feel a thing, you know? That's the upside. <laughs> I know. I know. The wizard's kind of like, you could tell his facial expression, he's he's freaking out. Yeah. But his in his words to Justin, he's just like, well, at least it's not going to hurt. Yeah. The upside is you won't feel a thing. But dude, really quick, that panel with the grandma on the bed when she's turning to the cubes, like I know it's kind of like zoomed out, but I feel like I get so much of that expression on her face. Like she is just bewildered. Oh, yeah. She's like, because when you first see her, she's just like deathly sick looking, you know, in the bed. And now in this piece right here, she's just like, she knows like, gosh, it's so crazy. I know. So that that kind of, that's the first issue. That kind of just sets up the whole book. And then you get into the second issue. I mean, what are you thinking first issue here, man? Dude, for me, when I first read this, the first issue just automatically pulled me in. Yeah. You get I mean, like from the first couple of pages, like, dude, what's going on? Who's this Venetian? And you know, why is he taking out these wizards? And why is he dressed like that? Yeah, and it, so it sucks you in right away. Hey, did they explain that at some point? I kind of vaguely remember like one panel where they say why he dresses like a Venetian. I think it's so they can't track him. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. They never really got into it, but I remember they mentioned it. Yeah, I, th- I think it's for that that purpose right there because then the other wizards can't track who he is. Yeah. So then you kind of just, it's all building up to the last issue here. Um, you've got some some character spotlights a little bit on Cordelia, um, you know, and her escapologist stuff and, and her growing up. I mean, what did you what did you think of some of that stuff? I thought the scene in issue two where it kind of flashes back to her and I'm guessing it's junior high. Do you think that's junior high? Yeah, I would say like sixth grade maybe. Yeah, and she jumps from a building into like an oil can filled with water and blows it up. Yeah, dude, she's like, she's definitely the, I don't know if I want to say oddball of the family, but she's like the the crazy one. Yeah, and you kind of get to, in this issue, is it in this one where you get to find out why some of that, some of her nagging issues about her past kind of haunt her a little bit? Yeah, it is this issue. Um, and you find out that... um. She is actually a stepsister. She is. Cause she had a different mom. Yeah. Dad liked to it, dad liked to mess around with some stage. Games. Yeah, it did seem like her dad was like, I don't know, like a player or just like just like you said, anybody that worked for him. <laughs> yeah. You know the one thing in this in this issue where they're all standing around and all of a sudden I think it's Willie says Wait, am I jumping the gun? If I ever start jumping the gun, you pull me back in because we were talking about Cordelia. But I mean, it kind of opened this issue opens with her big her big reveal that she's been, you know, she wasn't supposed to let people know she can do magic. But here she is in junior high. Messing around. Yeah, you were doing magic tricks. Right. Yeah. When you're in this order and this lifestyle, like you keep that under wraps and she's out here. Just. She doesn't care. You know, she's showing everybody, yeah. hey, check this out. Yeah. And then you, after that, it kind of shows you that the Moonstone Castle is actually inside of a painting, a little Harry Potter-ish, you know, you kind of 
get to hop through a painting and now you're in the Moonstone Castle. And the only way to it is through a painting. Yeah. And you have to be invited to get through there. So they, they keep it pretty secure. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But so the whole thing about Cordelia being a stepsister, that stuff's a little, that whole issue, because she's an escapologist, right? And they want it to be known that she can, she's been, this is like in her blood. And so she's going, her parents are taking her to to be aborted. And, um, yeah, she said no way to that. Yeah, she, Even in the womb. She said, she said, that's not happening. And just jumped out of her mom and f- found her way into the womb of the nurse who then successfully brought her to life. Yeah. Gave birth to her. So crazy. Yeah. That whole paneling was nuts though. Yeah. I was at first when I was first reading this, I was just kind of in shock because it's, it's the beginning of issue two. Yeah. And it's like the first page. And you're like, what is going on here? And then you see in the next um, page over that the nurse who was there to originally abort the baby is about to give birth to. Yeah. So it's, it was gnarly. That's so weird. But dude, really quick. So they, so you find out about Moonstone Castle, right? And they're all there right now having the meeting. And inside of there, where the place that you have to be invited to to get in, right? Super secure. Yeah. Willie turns around and says, break in at the vault at somebody named, I forget their name right now, but it was like the, the Morales's house. Now they keep their vault at some random dude's house. Yeah. See, and they never come back to this. And this also brings me to another one of the things that's a little weird, which you'll find out later. So they, they stole the horologium which you find out what is later and a soul camera. Mm, right. Mm-hmm. And you're like, Oh cool. Soul camera, which then they eventually use immediately on the next page on Willie. And what the soul camera does take a picture of a dude traps him in a picture. But why steal the soul camera? When you find out later on, you can chuck a book at somebody and trap them in a book. Yeah. That one, uh, one critique I have, and it, it's a minor one. I mean, I still love this whole, whole issue. Is that once they find out like this character, this Venetian is, you know, taking out wizards. It's like, are they not prepared? Like, where's their (laughs) magic? Like, what are they doing? You know, like I would be on edge at this point because, you know, they've already taken out a couple wizards and now they broke in and they stole a bunch of stuff out of their vault, which is in some random house in Connecticut. Like... Yeah, yeah. Maybe they did it as like a failsafe. Yeah, but like, I don't know. Um, seems a little. You're supposed to be some of the smartest dudes. Your your whole idea is you're set up to protect the world. I mean, seems like you're smarter than leaving it at some random dude's house. And it, like the picture of it, it's just a suburb. Yeah, and so maybe maybe they were just trying to be like, oh, no one's ever going to go look in some random small suburban town. You know what I mean? Yeah, and. um but yeah, that's one thing that I thought with the writing here, like not any of these wizards are like putting up a fight. I mean, I guess with this one, with the soul camera, it's kind of hard to see someone, you know, just yeah. randomly snapping a pic of you. But it's like, come on, you guys. But also, what the heck is Willie doing being a UPS driver? I know. It's so funny. If you go back to when they're having their meeting and you look at them all around the table, it looks the like dude they, who's a lifeguard. It looks like they just straight came from work. Like you got the dude, he's still in a speedo and flip flops, dude. Yeah, you got yeah. Willie, he's a UPS driver. You got the baker. She's over there still. Yeah, has that's right. Baking. That's right. Yeah. So they all are just like returned from their normal mundane work lives to have this meeting, and, yeah. and um, so it's pretty funny. Like at first, like when I first read through this, I didn't even notice that. Now that you look, like you're like, dude, they all just came from work, dude, and they're having yeah. this serious meeting about hey. Someone's killing everybody. Someone just yeah. stole into the vault or broke into the vault, vault and stole all this like ancient magic stuff. Yeah. The the <laughs> one thing I, I want to ask you is when I first started reading this, I assumed for some reason that this was all a family. Like, did you know pretty much right away that you didn't have to be a moonstone to be in the magic order? No, I thought, um, 
I thought too. They when that were, dude died at first, I was like, okay, so which brother is this? Mm-hmm. How is he related? Yeah, I, and I and it doesn't. That, that's another thing. Like it doesn't go into detail about each character. You know, it's yeah. more story driven. But and I don't like you said. You kind of think they're all related, but I think they're. I think there's like maybe six separate families or something. All yeah, part of the order. So now, so what's happening now is you've got. So it started with Madame Albany's crew taking out the first wizard, but at first you didn't know it was her, but now it's very clear. You know, you, you kind of go into this, they, someone stole the horologium and a soul camera and then boom, there she is capturing Willie and the soul camera. Yep. And then next, the next, the next one, I think this is how issue two ends or very close to it. He takes out two more people, but this is close to the, the, the librarian dude. Oh yeah. That, that, that scene is she's sitting in a taxi. Yeah, dude. And the Venetian rolls up, says, fill her it's up. So, yeah, it's so creative. He just says, fill her up. And dude, the whole cab just starts filling with water. And it's just so crazy. crazy. And uh, I mean, I love it. The artwork is awesome. But too, at the same time, like if this wizard is, you know, she's one of the wizards, part of the magic order who's supposed to protect the world yeah. from all these crazy evils. Like, there's no way she can get out of there? Or is this other wizard, yeah. the Venetian, just that much of a... Hey, you know what I was just, for some reason, just clicked in my mind? That maybe they were a little on edge, but his Venetian outfit, if it made it so they couldn't track him... Mm. Yeah, very true. Maybe they... Maybe, like... Because he's just standing outside the taxi. Yeah, no, I forgot. Because they do mention later that they can't track him. That's very good. I didn't think about that either. Yeah. And so he hmm. takes care of the librarian. So that's what now? Do we have we are three three wizards down in the magic order? Yep. And then <laughs> this one's crazy too. Just scary. Not as not as creative um, as as a taxi filling up with water. Yeah. But then you've got uh, I forget his name. They go to Mo Mo, Mo Rizzi. Yeah, and they go to a different town now, even too. So you can like. At first, they were oh, yeah Philadelphia. Yeah, they were in L.A. So you know they're um, and then you have New York City, and then now they're in Philadelphia. Yeah, and so they take out Mo Rizzi. So that's four wizards down. Yeah, they so four all together. Yeah, and they so they far. spare her wife, what? Mm-hmm. His wife. Yep. Pretty crazy. Dude, one thing, though, to go back on, if you go flip back to when they go to this house in Ohio to see what they stole, uh, Ray, the dude who is like, I don't know, the I guess the... Uh, the dude who's kind of in charge of... Yeah, dude, do you see who's vault? on his shirt? Is that kick-ass? Yeah, dude. Yeah. It's like, um, he th- like they threw in that little, I don't know, like That's Easter so egg cool. or whatever you want to call it to... Um, yeah. Pretty funny. I like that that kind of like whole Malar world thing, Mm -hmm. you know? So you've got these kind of like reoccurring or like a, on Netflix, he has a show called super crooks. It's animated. uh, And he actually had a, a a mini series called super crooks. And I started watching it last night and they're, they're like watching uh, Jupiter's legacy. The kids in that. That's funny. Like, Oh, so it's kind of cool to have its own. That is cool. But they take out Mo Rizzi uh, through a mirror somehow, but the Venetians just, just standing behind a mirror and yeah, like ba- pulls ba- him yeah, basically pulls him through. And then the next page over, you see his head just sitting in the mirror. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on there? Is it stuck in the mirror forever? Yeah, I don't know if it's like a different pulls him into a different dimension or yeah, or what it is. But yeah, just straight pulls him through. Well, that gets us to three. Oh, and here you get to see Cordelia do something really cool. They run into this dude who is working for Madame Albany, um, Rufus. Dude. <laughs> where she turns him into a candle. Gosh, Rufus is like the, he reminds me of just like the low life of all the wizards, dude. <laughs> yeah. They've all got to have one. Yeah. Right? He's like the, just the low life of the crew and he, he's not even hanging out with them. You know, he's like just yeah. off by himself. Cause you know, it's like, they don't want anything to do with him, but they're trying to, you yeah. know, uh, Reagan and Cordelia, they're trying to find out what's going on. And they, so they find this guy and, um, dude, she puts on this and the art again is just freaking awesome. She puts on the spell that just turns this dude into a candle. 
and they're like interrogating him as he's like melting away. Yeah. I love it. I know. I love it. And then, um, right at the end, the hothead as Gosh, always, dude, here he comes out of nowhere, dude. <laughs> kicks the kicks Rufus right in the candled face. Yeah, dude, just smokes <laughs> it, dude. Gosh, he's that's how he is, dude. This whole series, he's just like, yeah, yeah, so funny. But one of the things I think is cool here is uh, you find out the a little bit about Cordelia, right? Because not only can she do that, which I don't think we ever see Re- Reagan do any kind of really cool magic. No, he does. But here she is. She, she turns this Rufus dude into a candle so they can interrogate him. But also no one can see them. Mm-hmm. So they're on this train interrogating him, turning him into a candle and, and ain't nobody aware. Yeah. They're on a packed train for sure. And everybody's just oblivious to what's going on. Yeah. And I just, I just love that. Yeah. And it's so funny because after he kicks him, you know, basically destroys what was left of him, Cordelia's like, well, what now? Yeah. We need to get out of here. It's like, dude, come on. (laughs) He's got two modes, dude. Yeah, man. He does. On or off, dude. So one of the things, um, that you kind of f- find out later is that Cordelia struggles a lot with, with her past and living up to expectations. She wants her father to love her. And that kind of runs through, like you kind of, I think it's important even to know at this point, like as you're listening to us talk about it, but as you read it, that, uh, you know, that comes up more and more is just that struggle of hers, you know, yeah, her and her relationship with her dad for sure. Yeah. But then, that's kind of issue three. I mean, Leonard runs into Gabriel and asks him to come back again. And Gabriel's still just like, no way, dude. I ain't coming back. Yeah. At this point, I think he's nervous. He's like, you know, this wizard's taking us out. Like, we can't protect you. You know, you're you're not practicing magic anymore. If they find where you're at, you know, you're, you're going to die. We get a little bit more backstory on um, his daughter and what – you know, everything that Gabriel's going through and why he's not part of the order anymore. Yeah. And what's nuts, dude, is here you have his dad shows up in the back of his car. Gabriel already knows he's there. And his dad's asking him to come back because he loves him, right? Freaking two pages later, dude. No, three pages later, what's what's happening? But his dad's going to die. Yeah. Also, the page right, right before here is what we were talking about earlier, but... We won't mention that right now. Yeah, let's skip to that page. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you've got the Venetian at, at Leonard's magic show. Um, and they just have a little wizard's duel. Leonard doesn't stand a chance. You know, he does put up a better fight than all the other wizards so far. You know, like it, it's almost like they like, you know, he gives. They had to throw the old man. About yeah, him. he like gives him a chance. He's like, all right, let's do battle. And so you're at first, you know, when you first see him battling, you're like, all right, dude. Leonard's going to hand it to him. But yeah. then this this Venetian is just overpowers him ridiculously. Because yeah. uh, here he says, uh, Leonard says, I can weaken you for one of my children, he says to the Venetian. And the Venetian just says, highly unlikely. Yeah. And it's just like not a big deal to the Venetian. He's just that powerful. He's cold, man. Yeah. And he's cold. Like he doesn't show any kind of, he's just doing a job. Yeah. Seems like. Yeah, for sure. But I didn't understand this, so help me here. So it's not technically, I mean, the Venetian does it, but is it this big blobby monster that kills Leonard? Yeah, it is. So um, I don't even know how to say this monster's name. The The Theonoba, is that it? Where do you Where do you see it at? It's right there. Um, so after the page where they're like dueling, and it's it's. Right before he sees it floating. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Theonoba. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, A creature plucked from the subconscious mind of a nearby child having trouble sleeping. Oh, my gosh. And it's just this blurry monster with, what's he say, like a a hundred eyes, a thousand mouths. Yeah. I mean, this is so, this is, like, you could could imagine a kid having that nightmare. Gosh, dude, like... I don't even know. That's got to be the scariest nightmare to ever have. <laughs> I know. 
Oh man! Yeah, like, and the the Venetian's like, "Can you see it?" And, then, and you can just see the look on Leonard's face. He's like, "I can," and you, he's just, he knows right there. He's like, "Yeah, it's he's terrified." And then, and then Venetian just tells the monster what to yeah, do. Finish no him. big deal. Just like, like, Freaking. yeah, finish him. Freaking crazy! So crazy. But then you, you get a little bit of Leonard. A quick, a quick flash to Leonard here in the panel on the next page. Mm-hmm. No, Uncle Edward. I'm sorry, Uncle Edward. Yeah, he's at top. Yeah. And one of the things we didn't mention is what the heck is on Uncle Edward's shoulder dude, all the time, dude? Is that a pteranodon? A pterodactyl? What is that? Oh, it is a pteranodon. Yeah, I remember that from uh, what's my kids? Do they watch Dinosaur, dinosaur Train? Train? Yes, dude. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, my kid went to a stage of Dinosaur Train, and yes, it's yeah. So. So, but then they, they, they flash to him really quick after the Venetian kills Leonard. But then you notice who's in the audience, Madame Albany. Yep. Oh, Leonard, this is too easy. She says, we're going to murder your children after this. So she's made her attention intentions known. Yep. She's taken over. And her, her whole thing, again, remember, is she feels like she was wronged, that Leonard and the Order shouldn't have gotten the Orcalcum. She should have gotten it. She's making it her mission to right that wrong, more or less, right? Yep. Because she, she was never trusted for whatever yeah. reason, yeah. And you find out a little bit more about that later, too. But but what's fascinating here is that Edward notices, but so does Cordelia. Mm-hmm. Yep. Something happened to Dad, like subconsciously, almost like it's felt. Like they could, like there was some sort of connection. She felt the break, Yep. you know? Yep. Which is which is cool. I mean, there's so much here. I want them to, I want this world to be built out a little bit more. Me too. I wish it was flushed out, fleshed out a little more and gave us, you know, like, I want to know more about the order. Oh yeah. I want to know what they're doing. But anyway, dude, we're, uh, we're getting to, should we just jump here? I mean, we don't have to go blow by blow. Um, yeah, that kind of sets a, a good page. You get a really good idea. They kind of issue five fleshes it out a little bit. Um, you've got Madame Albany all of a sudden is going to go after Gabriel. Right. And so she sends the horologium, which is a time eater. Dude. And he's driving home. Right. And he sees that girl. Uh, His neighbor girl. Yep. Yeah. Molly. And she's aging like. 15 years at every panel here and she why is my voice getting deeper and he's just it's a horologium he knows it right yeah away. he knows what it is and he he knows what he has to do you know and we know who sent the horologium because we know it was madame albany who stole it from the, the vault. vault yep so what did you think of as you're reading it here what did you think of it i mean pretty gnarly monster sucking time away from everything it touches yeah, and the way they put it in the vault like this beast like just wreaked havoc like yeah. just destroyed all kinds of time when 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 they released it like in the 1600 or something like that and said yeah but then gabriel he knows what he has to do he's like all right you know yeah and so <laughs> one of the cool things is like the whole volume they're building up how amazing Gabriel is as a uh, magician. Mm-hmm. He's the most powerful. He's the best there ever was. Here's this thing. It takes up, you know, three quarters of a page, this horologium. Dude. And he's just like, he's like, I froze time for a minute. And she's like, a minute? He's like, that's all I'm going to need. Yeah. And he jumps up into the air and bottles this thing. He takes care of it like it's no big deal. And then he's like, like his wife's freaking out. And he's like, take it easy. I'm an expert. <laughs> I know. And literally just dominates this thing, dude. Like it was no yeah. big deal. Yeah. And so then Gabriel's back in the game. He's going to go fight with his family. They came after him, right? Yep. So now he's in. That brings us to five. I'm just thinking about our time here. So I'm trying to think like, do we get to the big picture payoff? I mean, they kind of get the idea of the story. Yeah. So... This all leads up to issue six. It's the final one of the volume with all the big reveals. Dude, I love it. Now, so the first reveal is the Venetian is 
Gabriel. God. He's the most powerful he's going one. At, yeah. Yeah. And he's going after the order because Madame Albany has promised him uh, that she'll bring his daughter back to life if he helps get the book. Yep. And that's the one thing that no one else was would do for him. Yeah. And he even says, like, this is something my dad would never do in a million years. Yep. So he's sitting there and he's got his wand to his brother's head. And just as cold as the Venetian always is, blows his brother's freaking head Dude, off. Dude, smokes him without even... <laughs> smokes it. And then the crazy thing is, is that he says that he would he would do this. I forget exactly how he puts it. He says he said he would, you know, he'd kill them a million times over. Yeah. Or something like that to get his daughter back. Yeah, for sure. And so what happens is, is that they trapped... They trapped them inside of a, where exactly is, are they at the, oh, they're at the, the renegades castle. Do you remember the name of it? Uh, I'm trying to go back and see what it's called because they had a hard time finding it, but long story short, they ended up finding where it's at. Um, gosh, I can't remember no. off the top of my head. No. Yeah, me neither, but that's, it's kind of the their version of the Moonstone Castle, right? It's right, where, where the Renegades are. Yep. And so they've gone there to kill Madame Albany. Meanwhile, shapeshifters pretending to be Louise at Moonstone Castle to steal the book. <laughs> She's in. Shapeshifters in for a surprise. We'll get there in a second, though. Oh, yeah. And the craziest <laughs> thing is, is, you know, it's a perfect plan. You know, they set this yeah. plan up perfectly. They were going to, yeah. you know, they got invited into the castle to get the book. And they lured the other, the last few wizards, and they were just going to kill him. And she was going to be yeah. in charge of the order. And then Gabe, so she, Gabriel was going to have what he wanted. Yeah. So Reagan, the hothead, right? He's sitting there. She's watching a show, and it's a show that's literally where the twist is that it was a it was an inside job the whole time. And she lets him in on it really quick. She says. The men think it's William Holden, but the traitor turns out to be the lovely Sergeant Prince, right? And so right away on the next on the next page, you get you get him s- screaming at the back of her head. All the while, Gabriel's sitting there. He's going, and she just says, "Go ahead, Gabriel, kill yep. him." And he does it without even thinking. So Cordelia's freaked out. What the heck? What the heck are you doing, Gabriel? Yeah, she's. Yeah. And so what it what it ends up being is that the spell to resurrect somebody needs a sacrifice. And so they don't kill Cordelia right away because the idea is she's going to be sacrificed to bring back Gabriel's daughter. Yep. But they don't know. Oh, dude, this is, this one threw me. This is, I think my favorite part Uh, for sure. So I want to read it. Oh, she feels cornered. Oh yeah. I mean, she's freaking out. I guess I just did a lot of five, but we'll, we'll, I felt like I had to. But the crazy thing is, is she says, uh, Madam Albany says to her, well, let's see you get out of this. Yeah. And she, and, and uh, Cordelia is like, I already have. Oh yeah. She's dude. So crazy. I did not see this part coming. Did you? No, me neither. even on the second read through, I forgot. Yeah, about it. me neither. I did not you see know? this part. So this is the the second big magic trick of the of the book, right? The first one, we're all diverting our attention. We're all looking at Madame Madame Albany, and then boom, it's Gabriel. We just think that Cordelia is a screw up. Mm-hmm. Boom! Wow, she's amazing. Turns out she's read the Orcalcum cover to cover. Yeah, she's. If you look back at her whole childhood, she's been. She she's never obeyed any. She's basically done what she's wanted to, yeah. you know. Yeah. And so somehow she snuck in, read the entire book, and she's just and, bad, dude. Yeah. She's amazing, dude. She's amazing. I've read every page of the Orcalcum. You smug old bleed. Yeah. <laughs> because my father told me. <laughs> because my father told me not. Yeah. To. Yeah. That's what I mean. She did everything like whatever her father said. She didn't obey it. She's like, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. Yep. And so I love this part because the look on Madame Albany's face. Oh no. Yep. Oh no. Because she brought back all the wizards that have already died. Yeah, I know. You turn the page and boom. Gosh, it's my favorite, my favorite page. 
even on the second read through, dude, I got goosebumps on this one. And like, I think if you saw my outline, I all caps it. I just said, oh my gosh, there she is standing with all the others who've been killed. Nuts. Gosh, dude, it's so good. So, so good. And then Leonard to Madame Albany. Dude. Come on. If you're going to be good at this, you always have a trick up your sleeve. Yep. So what's cool about that is he's throwing Cordelia. That's not about him. He didn't have the trick up his sleeve. So finally, Cordelia, who struggled with daddy issues her whole life, does this amazing thing. And her dad's giving her props right yeah, away. Yeah, finally getting the recognition. Yeah. First, first time she's feeling validated, I think. So then they just have an all-out brawl, dude. Dude, yeah. And the magic order but we're, just But we're not done with the, the magic tricks yet. No. We're not done. My favorite. There's there's another big one. He's my favorite character. So take take us through this one, dude. So you got old Uncle Edward, and he's at his pteragon. God, dude, his pteranodon, whatever it is, pteranodon, pteranodon, pterodactyl, and um, you know why this guy, th- um, Lord Cornwall, yeah, why Lord Cornwall thinks he's stealing the book. Yeah. He's like, you can't defeat me, old man. Like you're you're nothing. You've been stuck in this house for ages. Like no one ever let you out. And he's like. This is the dude. This is my favorite part. He's like, well, no one lets me out because of what I did. They're not, oh. you know, they're protecting everybody outside, basically. Yeah. And dude, it's so funny because the pteranodon just like flies off of his shoulder because it's always sitting yeah. on his shoulder. Every every time you see him, it's there. The pteranodon flies away, so he's like, oh, dude, this ain't good. And my favorite, my favorite thing he says here to him, he's like. Uncle Edgar's why Egypt is a desert. Yeah. Uncle Edgar's why there's half the stars there used to be. And you could see him like his eyes just go white and dude, he just basically explodes. Slitter. Dude just explodes he, him. Obliterated him. He just obliterates him. Yeah. It's so awesome, dude. That's one of my favorite pages. And then, you know, you've got the magic order kind of, they take out Madame Albany and then they take out uh, what, like at the very end here, they're they're fighting Gabriel. What do you think about about this? Because this is another kind of twist here, I guess. Yeah, it's all the wizards now. There's like eight or nine of them. They're all fighting Gabriel. He goes outside, you know, where they're not supposed to be seen, and um, yeah. they're out in public, just having this pretty much this wizard war, you know. Yeah. And um, now you can kind of see these wizards finally putting up a fight. You know, you're like, all right, cool. They do know how to practice magic. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And when um, the librarian's flying with her wand, you're like, okay. Yeah. And then, it, like, like you said, this is the last kind of twist, right? You know, they're almost going to kill Gabriel. And um, his sister is like, look, if, if you stop, you know, I, I promise I'll bring your, your daughter back. And, um, because she's read the Orcalcum, so she knows the resurrection. Yep. So she can do it, but then like they have to have a sacrifice. So he ends up being the sacrifice. So his daughter can, can come back. Yeah. And he willingly does it. He's just like, he's like, what? Yep. So that was pretty heavy. I think for me as, as like his kind of, his whole arc was, was fascinating. Right. Because he's a guy who's, who at the beginning gave everything up to protect his wife from the magic order because of what happened to his kid. He doesn't want anything else bad to happen. And he's, his daughter stuff weighs on him, you know, yeah. like he just, so he turns bad, turns into the Venetian to do whatever he can. And you get a little bit of this at his, at his funeral with his dad, like, Hey, no one knows what it's like to lose a kid until you lose. Yep. A kid. And now his dad can kind of see what he went through, you know? Yeah. And so I, I like, I think all in all, like Gabriel's arc was cool to me. Like, yeah. I think, uh, especially when he realizes he can, he doesn't have to do all the damage. He can, if he just lays his life down, they'll bring his daughter back. Yeah. And, his, but then his dad, man, he's just, now he knows exactly what his son was going yeah through. and he he kind of does the same thing you know he's he can't handle it and he basically passes yeah. the torch to cordelia yeah because of that you know and then at the end they've got yeah that's what you just said so at the end cordelia kind of takes over the magic order the dad's gonna go look for mom 
Um, it's almost like he's going to, you know, right all of his wrongs in the past now that he, you know, yeah. lost one of his kids. It makes him realize, hey, you know, I'm going to pass the torch to you and I'm going to go try to right my wrongs of my past. And um, so that's kind of the magic order. I mean, we're getting close on time here. We'll probably go over, but that's all right. If you had to uh, give it a rating. Well, OK, so here's here from going forward. Let's explain this. What we'll do on the comic book layers, we're going to rate everything uh, one to five on the, the writing, one being room for improvement, five being the best. Yep. And so that's uh, one out of five for, for the writing and a one out of five for art for a combined score of, you know, whatever out of 10. And then we'll add up your score and my score. And then we like to talk between us two. We like to think about it as should you collect this should you read it or should you leave it so let's start with your rating right what do you think so for the writing there's just a couple of small things in there that kind of were i mean it doesn't just kill it for me where i'm not gonna want it but it just wasn't what i i don't know it wasn't what i expected so i give the writing like a three and a half out of five yeah. now for the art though i thought the art was incredible um, I'll give the art a four out of five for a seven yeah. and a half for me. So it would be something right. definitely that would be in my, my collect list. Yeah. I'm going to end up with the same score, but I'm going to get there a different way. I'm actually going to give the writing a three, but believe me, that's only <laughs> after the second read through. I want to ask you a couple of questions before we hang up here, but, uh, I'll give the writing a three. I think there's some stuff in here. Uh, sometimes it can get a little, nit I can get a little nitpicky on a second read through, which sometimes can lower my score. Mm -hmm. Still phenomenal. Still, I read it again as I'm taking notes, just blown away. Like, oh, I forgot about that twist. I forgot about this twist. It's just one gigantic magic trick after magic trick and, you know, visual form. That's what's so fun about, about, you know, comic books here. But then the art I'd give a four or five. 4.5. So 7.5 with you. I thought the art was fantastic. Yeah. Um, just some of these scenes, so clever the way they're done. I thought the paneling was great. <laughs> you know, I don't know if, if there's a... Oh, yeah. Dave Stewart on colors. I thought the coloring was phenomenal, too. Oh, yeah. Like, just... I really, like, just thought that... And the Venetian, just... Uh, Olivier, or Oliver, however you really supposed to Quick say it. Hell. Yeah, uh, the Venetian, just the character alone is enough for me to to bump it a 0.5. I just thought that dude is dude. so gnarly. Yeah, he looks so cool. And all the characters were drawn really well. The emotions were cool. The the, the, the scene, like the changing spell was gnarly. The horologum was, was gnarly. All the character work was really great. I really liked it. Yeah, no, for sure. The art was great. <laughs> so really quick, uh, my a few questions I had for you. Oh, wait, so so I guess I would say collect it too, especially since the second volume's coming out. Yeah, it's perfect timing, so, yeah. Yeah. So, wait, 7575, you're the better math guy here. What do we add total? Dude, we're at 15. <laughs> so, 15 out of 20. That's pretty good. Yeah, definitely a collect, man. I, I love it. I wish I was able to get, like, all the single issues because I love collecting single issues yeah. and all the different art. Um but yeah, I'm stoked for the um, the second run, and um, yeah, I look forward to reading it. Yeah, so it's a 15 out of 20 from us here at the Comic Book Lair, and uh, a hearty two collects. So definitely pick it up, and in any form you can, I think a trade or singles, uh, get this on your shelf. You're going to want to reread it. I, I really love the second read-through, but that brings me to my question. Do you feel like there was just too many, like, big things in the last issue here. Like you've got, I don't know, you've got Gabriel in the Venetian thing. I mean, I guess that kind of happens in issue five, but then you've got Cordelia. Then you've got uncle Edgar. Um, you know, was there just like, cause as I was reading it, as I thought about it, I was like, you know, the big reveal here, Kyle, remember when you're reading it is that Gabriel's the Venetian. And then I was like, oh my gosh. And then when I read, it, I was like, oh yeah. And then I was like, oh my gosh, Cordelia too. Oh my gosh, Uncle Edward too. Yeah. It is really fast paced, the last issue. Yeah. It's almost like, I don't know if they could have split that in like two issues. I would have liked it if they kind of fleshed it out a little yeah, bit. Yeah. And that was one of the other kind of, I guess, critiques, I guess I could say. Like, 
it's such a story driven like i don't know i wish that there was like more character building i think like like fleshing yeah out, just to like kind of see the yeah. a little bit more backstory of you know like albany and like some of the other characters yeah. but i mean overall i still really enjoyed it but it was really fast paced at the, the very last issue did you have like which one of those big reveals was your favorite was it edgar dude <sighs> Edgar, and then when she was like, said she's already read the book, because I kind of didn't see that one coming. Yeah. Like, and just the art with like the dialogue was mm-hmm. even like when I read it, like you said, re- reading it the second time through, you're like, dude, like that was such a cool page turn. And yeah. so th- those two, I think, were my favorite. Did you have a favorite trick of the whole volume? I don't think I had trick a trick or like. I, I really like the changing spell. I know that's early on, but I just like the whole idea of that. I also liked uh, that they could, could trap people in books. We didn't really get a chance to talk about about that in our breakdown of the story, but that was pretty cool too. Yeah, I think the the changing spell is just and the way they show it on the on the pages. It's pretty unique. It's super cool. Yeah, and the way they did yeah. it. I, I, yeah, I did enjoy that spell a lot. The book spell yeah. where they where they put people in books though is pretty gnarly as well. Where they throw Louise and crime and punishment at the end. Oh my gosh, gnarly. Anyway, to pick this up, read it. Uh, let us know what you think. Drop us a, a direct message on Instagram. Check us. You can always email us too, Kyle or Ray at the Comic Book Layer. Let us know what you think, where you got it, uh, what you think of some of these cool tricks reveals. Um, I guess we should have given a spoiler warning up front, so we'll give it now. Hey, just listen. Going forward, there's going to be spoilers. Yeah, just know our we're not going to be good at keeping those quiet. So, uh, yeah, dude, I enjoyed reading this this week, man. I enjoyed rereading it too. Yeah, so did I. Definitely. Um, and it's been a while since I originally read it, so like some of the stuff I I forgot. And um, gosh, yeah, super good story. Definitely need to pick it up and put it on your shelf. Yep. So, are you looking? Uh, you got anything you're looking forward to next week? Anything on the uh, to to be read shelf? Um, I gotta, I gotta catch up on Robin and Batman for next week, dude. Yeah, I'm definitely looking for the last issue of that. That should be super cool. Um, you gonna keep reading Noctera? I, dude, I'm hooked on Noctera. So I'm, I'm gonna. Oh, you finished it, didn't you? I did finish it, but I haven't even opened um, Blacktop Bill special yet. So I'm gonna read that probably this week. Yeah. And then um, also, since I got a little goodie box from you, I want to maybe start reading um, Gideon Falls. Oh, dude, you got to read Berserker too. Yeah, dude. So I got a lot of reading on my list for the next week and I have plenty of time. Yeah, man. Dude, if you're going to start Gideon Falls, let me know. I want to start at the same time. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think that'd be super cool. But we'll we'll break that down as we read it, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. That's cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to. Uh, I think um, something is killing the children is coming back. I know. I don't think you've gotten into. No, that yet, I have not. I'm way behind on that. Ah, it's so good. And then, um, I'm looking forward to to cloaked too. I've been kind of fascinated by that dark horse run, and uh, I just got House of Slaughter issue number two. Mm. Kind of stoked to jump into that. And I'm catching up on Walking Dead Deluxe. Mm. You know, the recolored. So am I. I've got like. I've got like 10 of them sitting on my shelf to be read. Oh yeah. I don't have that many, but I am catching up. I'm, I'm far behind, but they're so good. Yeah. They're super cool. It's just, I know. And then I've got May's book uh, five coming to me soon. And I hope to read primordial, which is another Jeff Lemire image run, but it should be a good week, man. I know, uh, next week, right. Join us as Ray and I will be talking about, uh, Robin and Batman by Jeff Lemire. And I've got to, I've got to finish that one. Is the third one come out on this week? Yeah, it'll come out this, yeah, Tuesday, I think the 11th. Yeah, so we're looking forward to to coming back and talking about that with you guys. Um, remember, in the meantime, check us out on Instagram, the comic book layer. Uh, f- collectively, Ray also has uh, his own Instagram. Uh, Ray, where can they find you on Instagram? That comic book dad. Hey, 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 yeah. hey. <laughs> So check us out, uh, follow along, leave a review, subscribe, Apple Podcasts. Uh, we got a Patreon up. Check that out too. Um, if you want to help us fund this little project of ours, we have 
a lot of really cool ideas. Also, we have a Discord channel, uh, the comic book layer on Discord. Now, I'm not sure, I'm not sure if they need to be invited or if they can join, but check it out. If you can't get in, direct message us. We've got it set up. We'd love to have you there. Join the conversation. Um, yeah, maybe we'll put like a, like an invite link up on one of the pages or something and then they could just click the link. Yeah. See, this is the comic book layer is better as a team. (laughs) All right, guys, that's all we have for today. Anything for him, Ray, before we head out? Not for me, sir. All right, man. Thank you guys for joining us this week. It's been super fun to have Ray here for the first time and going forward. It's officially co-host and co-host now. Uh, remember, come back next week. We'll be talking Robin and Batman by Jeff Lemire. It's going to be super fun. Yeah, dude. But remember, the most important thing is keep reading comics. Cowabunga, nerds.